I'm Will Primos. I'm in New Mexico hunting elk, and you're listening to the Fochi Creek Podcast. This is Cody Robbins from Live to Hunt with Cody and Kelsey, and you're listening to Joby and Shed with the Fochi Creek Podcast. You're listening to Joby and Shed on Fochi Creek Podcast. You're listening to Joby and Shed on the Fochi Creek Podcast. It's not as good to speak the language, but it's close. <laughs> this is Ben Rising with Whitetail Edge. You're listening to Foshi Creek Podcast with Shed and Joby. This is Austin Delano with Mossy Oak Biologic and Gamekeepers, and you're listening to Joby and Shed Whitaker on Foshi Creek Podcast. How are we doing this fine morning? Not too bad. You're looking good. Healthy? Fit? I don't know if I'm healthy. <laughs> <laughs> You've you been feeling good? Yeah, I can't complain. What, uh, got a busy day ahead of you? Yeah, not really. Yeah, no, it's not too busy. I got to do a little traveling. I got to go over to Muscle Shoals, Alabama, and then uh, where else? One other place and be be back home. Not a busy week. We had Tuesday off, so they technically they try to get you traveling a couple of days a week. But yeah, so you'll be able to try, go to Muscle Shoals and back today. Yeah, it's only an hour. It's uh-huh. ninety miles. Okay, now we're traveling. We start. We're traveling tomorrow. We're gonna to head down to. Wife gets off work. She's gonna get off a little early. We're gonna head down to head to old Orange Beach, our annual annual ritual. There you go. You know, kind of like the turtles that come to the beach. You know, every year a certain Every year you can bank on. If you ever need me, this this time of year, just get on fifty five and start watching. <laughs> this is the first year we didn't go. We went. I mean, I've been down there for work two or three times. But with fuel and with all the stuff the kids got going on, oh, man, said, it, you know, <laughs> when you say fuel, that's fighting words, ain't it? It's crazy. It is. What what's what's gas down there at West Point right now? I'd say diesel's probably five fifty, and uh, I don't know on gas. I I tell you this morning. <laughs> After I filled my truck up. Now we were. I think yesterday I saw it was four sixty nine. Here was what it was. We hadn't cracked a five dollar mark. And I was in California in uh, April, and they were right at almost seven dollars. Like six ninety something. I think they've since gone beyond that. But yeah, a little much. I don't see how people on the roads at all right now. And uh, I've done less this summer. I mean, I which just finishing up my my work and stuff for retirement. I, I, it was kind of tough for me to go anywhere anywhere but normally i'm going to a hunting lease or farm or something doing some work and you know hey we'll wait another day and a lot of that's you know yeah it's gas related i've got uh i hadn't done anything on my hunt club there's a giant tree about 100 yards in the gate that's blocking the road to anything and it's either been 110 degrees or i've been gone that weekend and oh yeah it's one of them logs. It's about you can't get your arms around it. It's gonna take two or three people. <laughs> the heat and stuff's been pretty rough too. What we, you know, we've been at a hundred here the last few days. Of course, humidity. Right it was one hundred and ten down here yesterday. Was it heat really? Yeah. Yeah, That's it's bad. Awesome. I got. I probably told you this, but a couple. I guess it was a couple years ago. I was back. One of them hundred degree days, hundred percent humidity. Way back in the woods, putting a food plot in the little opening I had back in there. And I wasn't going to quit, you know, by gosh, till I got it done. So I, I, I ain't quitting. 
And I got to the point there right as I finished because I had to walk back out of there. It was the first time I ever thought I ain't I might not make it. You know, it was a possibility. I started getting cold and wanted to throw up and, uh, you know, kind of start sweating profusely. So I, I didn't get heat stroke or anything, I don't think, but I got some lower level of it. And ever since then, I mean, within two minutes probably of the heat, I'm done. You know, and I'll keep working and doing it, but I, I it's all I can do. I, my dad and I was over Illinois last week, and he just turned 79. And uh, I was working on a disc, had a couple wrenches out there, and just wasn't going to take long, but I couldn't, the heat, I couldn't stand up and do it. And here he is, 79. I had to ask him for his chair he was sitting in out there. I said, I sit in your chair? He said, oh, yeah. He's up walking around, you know, long sleeve shirt, never even bothered him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't that way. Now, of course, a lot of it's old, getting older, too, but it, that's not what it is. That, that's when you get them heat issues. It don't, it don't come back the same, I don't, I don't think. But still got to get it done, but it's a lot, a lot tougher. Well, I, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to catch up with you. It's been a while since we've done. Wanted to see what, what's going yeah. on. Yeah, we always say we're going to do one and then. Yeah, something coming up. Yeah, and mainly something. Maybe something something's been coming up with me. So I, heck, you think getting close to retirement that it'd been easier, but I was putting in 12, 14 hour days, just trying to get everything done, and then trying to help the new person too. So I thought that. Are last, you completely done now? Yeah, completely done. And so June 30th was my last day. Did they throw a retirement party for you? No parties. No, they. They asked me to, and hey, do you want a party of any kind? And I just didn't want one. I, I don't, my wife's like, I don't understand. Don't you want to have one with the family? I'm like, no. 32 years, I thought, I just want, at the end of the day, I want to turn my light out. It seemed like Carol Burnett <laughs> may have done the same on the old Carol Burnett show. Just turn the light off. But that's all I want to do, just turn the light off and go home. And, and yeah. I think a big reason I, I like so much of the people there. I didn't want to make a big deal out of it. Like, you know, I'll see, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you next week. You know, I didn't, yeah. which I will. So I didn't want to get all emotional anymore than I needed to. So anyway, just to you'll, be a, you'll be a, amazed, I guess. You worked there 32 years? Well, education, sure. 32 years. I was, I was at this particular job for 13. Yeah. You, like, after working at Mossy Oak for so long, and I left on good terms and still talk to them folks, which you'd think you'd, go back or go yeah. by and I say a time no. or thought about it. And, no, you know, I was it's too just busy. Eventually, all of a sudden, it's, heck, I ain't been by there in months. Let me shut this door. This Kids are making noise. They were leaving. I thought they'd left. And they're in there beating and banging around. They're going to <laughs> water park today. Because you, uh, yeah, you had a big career change. So, but, you know, yeah, life, yeah. Le- life leads you. And it's, it's hard to. Had the intentions, you know, going back and staying in touch, but life just kind of leads you going where it goes. It was it has it been a good change for you? you you've enjoyed it, a good transition. You hadn't looked back too much. Yeah, it's been really good. I don't have no, <laughs> I don't get no emails or texts in the middle of the night. Why is this going on? What's wrong with yeah. this? Why is this person doing this? I don't have to call nobody and chew them out. I don't mm-hmm. have to fire nobody. It's nice. It's a good feeling. And you put in, how many years did you put in there, <laughs> yeah. Mossy Oak? Were you there 24? 22. 22. That's a, that's a long run. 22 years. Yeah. So the new new job is all going well and smooth. And oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going good. When the day's over. I don't you can, have any complaints with any of it. When the day's over, you can go home and be you and not have to carry it with you too much. Most days I'm at home. <laughs> well, that makes that simple. <laughs> that's, even, that's the best part. How's it has a cattle business? Mm, I ain't paid a whole lot of attention to it. I mean, 
this time of year. They're already, we've already worked them. And, uh, and they the food's plenty, stuff. I guess, for them right now, isn't it? So, yeah, well, we've been in a drought. We haven't had much rain. Now, we've been getting thunderstorms in the afternoon the last four or five days, but we probably went six weeks with not a drop. I mean, it, there's still big cracks in my yard. It, it, Is it, it might be raining a little bit, but it's not doing much. Yeah, it's, it's been dry here. We hadn't had it that bad. Now, my folks live about an hour and a half south of me, and I got it almost two inches the other day, and they didn't get a drop. And I, I've been, like I said, because of gas, really, or, or and just been busy, you know, with work. I was still forked out the money to go. But normally, I try to get up and plant my plot screen and stuff and spray the food plots and stuff up north, shoot into May, and I, I just haven't done it. So it was behind on it. I went up there, I guess, Monday, and there was no rain in the forecast. There was actually, I went up Monday, 4th of July, and uh, the ground was just powder. I mean, it was just dusty as could be. There wasn't any moisture in it whatsoever. And I thought, I hate to put this expensive seed on the ground, just let it lay here, you know, and then nothing happened with it. I, I need to wait till closer to rain. Of course, we're, you know, getting ready to go down to Orange Beach for a week, so it's going to be another week before I'm back. But uh, I thought I'd rather just wait and waste. It ain't going to come up. And look at the forecast. I looked at every weather app I could, I got. No rain in the forecast, except maybe tonight. No, tomorrow night they were calling for maybe 30% chance of scattered showers. So I thought, well, that's pretty weak at this point. Anyway, debated on it, even drove back to the food plot, went back again. I thought, nope, I ain't planting. I'm going, I'm going to wait. I'll be dang. The next night, got eight-tenths of an inch there. Tuesday night, and then last night got nine tenths. So I had inch and seven tenths in the last two days. Oh, that stuff will be coming up nice because you know it's, it gets up about fifteen feet or so. You know, so it's going to take a little time. You know, that's why I usually plant it toward the end of May. But uh, I did one other year. I planted it, you know, toward that August time, mid August, when I kind of plant brassicas and stuff. So uh, it don't get up quite as high, but it does. A, I like it for getting in and out of my stands and just making the deer just seem like they're more comfortable in there, you know, because nothing can see in. And and I usually try to put several screens throughout that way a buck has to kind of come in and do some looking rather than just going by and taking one look. You got to search a little bit. But, yeah, I blew blew that one uh, of the day. Yeah, I, the last two years have been so wet. I got places I ain't mowed in two years, just couldn't get to them. Now yeah. it's dry. But I, I, if you mow now, by September, you have to do it again, yeah. and I'm not going to do it twice with fuel prices. So I'll wait. I may go in and mow some food plots in uh, August, but you know our deer season don't come in until October. Worst part is August is our driest month. It's hard really to get like maximum or any of those kind of really good food plot. Mm-hmm. It's so dry; it's hard to get that yeah. that stuff in. I mean, we'll get some, you know, you. Rye grass, or what I need to do is go and just plant clover in the spring, yeah, and then turn them all into clover plots. But it's so wet in the spring, my place I just can't get into. It's got to be bone dry before I can do much. It's, yeah, it stinks. I planted clover for the first time. Actually, I tried it a couple of the last couple of years. Of course, you know, everybody clover's easy to plant. Yeah, I, I didn't think so. I didn't get to come up the last two years. You know, I go in frost seed it there, but I. I think I just wasn't giving it enough time, and I'd go in and start spraying because yeah. it wasn't coming up. Because I was planted into February, somewhere in there, the time may come, still hadn't popped up a lot of times. So I went ahead and, I guess I don't know what I'm doing. So I went ahead and just sprayed my 
plots and kept them clear till August till I planted, you know, brassicas or whatever. This year, again, because of kind of being busy, I didn't get over there till later. And it was, I think it was probably mid, mid-May that sucker started coming up. I mean, I got a nice stand of clover now where I'm going to have to, nice. I'm going to have to decide whether I'm going to, how much I'm going to leave because I still like the brassicas and I like to put oats and stuff too, you know, I have a little bit of everything, but clover looks so good. I'm going to have to dish some of it up if I want to do that. So, but yeah, yeah it looks really, really good. Yeah, I wish, but it's just, I mean, you know where my place is. It just stays so wet, it's tough. Mm-hmm. And then it just, it just hasn't been good the last couple of years because of the weather. Now, what Hopefully you, this year what, it'll uh, be better. You and the family got anything planned for the summer or trips any kind? Yeah, anything. It, it, Thanks it, to Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, is your, uh. Is your ball trips and stuff over? Kids done playing ball for the summer? Yep. Done with travel baseball. Um, done with travel softball. And then uh, the little one, he had his last tournament two weeks ago, so he's done. Yeah, they've already, Colts already started football, so. Yeah, your youngest, they never there, your youngest has probably a chance to be like the top, say, three cutest kids in all the world. That's just because I ain't seen all of them, so I put him in the top three. <laughs> he is a cute yeah. rascal, ain't he? I'll let you keep him for a couple of days. You change your mind. <laughs> now, is he? Uh, is he liking the sports as, as much as your oldest do? Um, a little too early to tell, probably. Yeah, he's he's a mom. He's he's mama's boy, so he's still struggling with that. Now, is he uh, swatting bugs in the in the field when he's playing, or picking grass, or throwing dirt, or is he in the end of the game? He's doing better, but he, he just turned sick, so <laughs> he's still got a lot of... Yeah, he got a ways to go, don't he? Yeah, he <laughs> likes picking flowers and playing in the dirt. Yeah. It's it too early to get much. too excited or too down about it, isn't it? Yeah, but he it, runs off field whether he strikes out or gets a hit with a big smile on his face. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, he's a little, he's a little dandy. Well, what, but he always smiles, so... what uh, You got much hunting stuff lined up for the for the fall? I don't have any. Other than I'm sure I'll go up and hunt with Rising. Yeah. Or at his place. And you're welcome with me in Missouri, obviously. Open invitation always. Yeah, same down here. You know, squirrel, just, possum, turkey. Uh, deer. I got plenty of pigs. I'm <laughs> what, sure. What I haven't even pig hunted much. It's been it's been too hot. I mean, me and another boy, we usually go two, three times a week, and we haven't been in. You, Probably six weeks. You usually go two or three times a week every week pretty well. When's the last time, the you, when's the last time yeah. you stabbed a good one? Last year. We haven't. I mean, I, I we, we caught a bunch in February, but I never caught no great big ones. It kind of comes in spurts. when you. It seems like you'll catch just certain times a year. I don't know if they're just breeding more at certain times or if – it's just the way it kind of cycles. But mm-hmm. at certain times, it seems like you'll catch three or four big ones, and then it kind of goes dry, and you go back to just catching whatever. Yeah. I mean, when you're hunting them, usually it's the, the big ones a lot of times are by themselves, and you just run across them, and or you catch a group, the slowest ones, one's going to get caught because they all you know run through there in a pack. So mm-hmm. whoever can't run, <laughs> you get caught. Kind of like you and your buddy and the bear, you know, you just got to outrun, yep. just got to outrun your buddy, you know, for a few steps. That's anyway. right. Uh, whoever, whoever can outrun them, going to win on yeah, that it'd be, game. It'd be but, miserable out there in old swamp stuff chasing. 
calls. I mean, it's right not now. bad, but in the mornings, I don't like to hunt if it's over 75. It's just hard on your mm-hmm. dogs. And I mean, in the mornings, it's been 80 degrees, 81, a couple mornings is 85. Now, they just, you, you put them out in that heat, you just can't kill them. Now, is your, uh, is your the, humidity up that high too? Is it up in that 80, 90%, I guess? I mean, you walk outside, you start sweating. Now, do the dogs want to get out and nest? Do they, they get a little antsy after they hadn't been going for a while, or? They act like it. Do they? But I know, you know, they'll last about 15 minutes, and then if you go off somewhere and, you know, say a hog runs half a mile and you can't get to him and them dogs are bayed for 30 minutes before you get there, and then they start looking at where if there ain't no water around, it gets real dry and they don't have any water and you can't get water to them, and you're looking at, heat stroke or mm-hmm. it's just it's just too hard i don't on like them, it's too hard on them this time now if it drops down into the low 70s in the morning i'll start hunting hard to believe we're creeping in on august it ain't gonna it won't be that long until mm-hmm. end of september october rolls in yeah but you're gonna ohio it and you'll mississippi it and see what comes along i guess huh that's probably about it yeah i just i ain't that mad at them right now and kind of i go it comes in waves i'll get like that where i just ain't tore up with it you know i've got i got seven different states going this year and i which (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm thinking maybe i bit off a little more than i can chew on it because you know i just being close to home spending more time with my dad over in illinois is really what i want to do and i'll I'll do more of that because i'm not working you know so you know, as much as I've gone in the past, and then people are like, what are you going to do? I'm like, oh, I'll probably hunt a little more. I'm like, how the heck are you going to hunt more? You know, but I did go to, I was in the office, you know, during that time. So now I'm going to have every day that I can be out yep. there somewhere doing something. But, which I think I hunted six states last year, I believe. So I just picked up one, which is Kansas. But I, well, maybe I had five last year because I am going back where to you gonna go, are you gonna Where are you going to go at in Kansas? Uh, I talked to you about it. What's the name of them guys? I think I've been there. I hunted with them in Nebraska yeah. one time. What? Yeah, they have. They got places in Nebraska and what the heck is it? I know you talk. I, um, Midwest Heartland. Yeah, Heartland Pride. Yeah, Heartland, yeah, Heartland Pride. And, yeah, uh, I killed an antelope with them, and I think it was Nebraska. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to getting out. That's that's going to be that. Oh, I think it's the second, third, third week of October, like October fifteenth, sixteenth. And, mm-hmm. You know, typically over there on the, where we're at in Illinois, we don't we don't have much activity buck wise until about that. They don't even hardly roll in on the property until in that seems like that twentieth of October. So I figure that's kind of a quiet week, and maybe see if we can't make something happen in Kansas. I never hunted Kansas before, so and I got drawn back in Iowa. You know, I went hunted Iowa. And there's my Iowa buck from 2020. And uh, did you get your deer back from the taxidermist this year? No, I still got like five or six there. Uh, <laughs> so I just got I just got Iowa back in 2020, and I still got my Illinois I killed in 2020 there. Uh, I guess that was it. And then I've got, of course, my Nebraska from last year, Ohio from last year. They're still taxidermists too. So uh, yeah, I got it. The yeah. one I killed last year in Ohio, I got the card in the mail from the taxidermist. He was ready. It was funny. He mounted the guy that that's doing it. Mounted the first deer, good deer I ever killed in Ohio, and that's been twenty five years ago, maybe longer than that. I was a hundred fifty inch deer, 
and I went in there and was talking to him. Of course, he didn't, I hadn't seen him in 20 years. He don't remember who I was or anything, but the first one he ever mounted for me cost me 230 bucks. So I went in there and gave him a deer, and I said, how much? And he, I think he was close to 650 or 700 and I said, well, that's a big change from the last one I got done. Well, what did you get the last one done 25 years ago? <laughs> I tell you what, them mine now is gone, but I won't go to anybody else but this guy. He's he's outstanding, but you know it'll take me a good year and a half, probably eighteen months before I get get one back. But he takes his time with them, and, and I don't mind either because now it's like I don't know, maybe went up to eight ninety five, but maybe pushing nine hundred dollars. So yeah. it's just hey, longer it takes, I the longer I got to pay for it. What's that? I said, I got an elk mounted one time for $900, and I thought that was breaking my arm. Well, I, I know it. It's amazing. But, you know, the uh, I'm trying, the guy, what's his name, Joe Meter out of Iowa, these form, the forms of deer I have were all done by the same guy, you know, and so mm-hmm. to switch and go to a different form that would be cheaper, you know, because I think that Meter guy raised his prices, but to go to a different form, they're going to look different. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, I got like the guy that's doing, I bounced around, you know, for, with all those laws and stuff, if it if I killed it out traveling somewhere, I just get it mounted out there, and then uh, usually I drive to Ohio. But last time I flew, so I just left it with well, a guy's name's Klossman, and he's he's really good as far as well, his mounts are good too. But he tells you, okay, I've got this many in. This is your number. I'll probably get to it say this month. And then I'll send you a card when I mount it. It'll be ready in three weeks. And he's all, I mean, I did it. I'd let's see. I killed that deer in November last year. And he sent me a card. I mean, it's June. That ain't bad. And he had already had a pile of deer in. Is that what he does full time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's done it for forever. You know, I wouldn't mind sometimes. I was going to ask you today, too, you know, about some, maybe some future guests, some people we can have on. I wouldn't mind to have, you know, I've always wanted to get a game warden on here. And, mm-hmm. uh, but also a taxidermist. I wouldn't mind to get a taxidermist. Now, and I guess a lot of that is your, your guy's full-time and, uh, you know, person's working another job, I guess. That helps is some of the reason. I guess the yeah. tanning process takes a little time depending on if they send it off or if they do it themselves. But Yeah, I've used him, and then there's a guy that's – he's about 30 minutes north of me up in Tupelo. I've used him for the last – when I shoot something around here, he's really good. He's the one – he's got it made. I think his – his wife's a doctor, and then he does his taxidermy stuff on the side, and uh, he's good. But uh, that's just he's you know, if your wife's a doctor, you can kind of screw off a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah, you can. But now he stays pretty busy, and he does a good job. So I wouldn't don't want to say that he's not mm-hmm. doing because I know last year I think he was completely full. Wouldn't take any more deer. He had so many. Yeah. So he does, but he does a good job. You know, you look at some of these, and like I say, right now, I think I've got, still have five deer, I believe, five bucks with him. At least four, I believe. So, you know, $900, $900 a piece, you know, 3600 bucks, which is, again, one reason I don't mind, hey, last as long, I pay a little bit down front, I, you know, so it's not like I'm just forking out 3600 at one time when I go pick them up. But, you know, the the memories you get in them, and if you look at the, well, any white-tailed deer, most people, hey, that looks the same to me, you know. But it's amazing how different they look. Of course, no two racks are the same. And then just the memories, you, you know, I can point to this one, and that's when I got my truck stuck going to pick it up, the old mud bucks. <laughs> you know what I call And you can go down the line with every one of them, you know, that the memories there with them. So I, that's uh, 
I guess it can be a little morbid to have a bunch, you know, some people to have a bunch of uh, mounts up, but the memories with them are pretty darn good. You you got a heck of a nice trophy room at your place, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I and I that, need to. I have to hide that other deer, but I think that's the last one I got of taxidermy. I haven't. Uh, did you ever get the one back got, from Nebraska? Did you ever get from Scott? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that big mule deer. That's right. Because yeah. there for a while I thought it was lost or. The taxidermist was saying he didn't yeah. have it, but is it the wrong different taxidermist? Was it? <laughs> yeah, the one place I called it went out of business, and then yeah. he said that the outfitter had it, so I called Scott, and he said, I don't have it. I don't know what the guy's talking about. <laughs> then it turns out he had sent it to another tax for God. <laughs> so we found it, got it taken care of. How, how many different species of animals you got there on you, in your house, on your wall? You got elk, I know. Yeah, I mean, between elk, bear, deer, mule deer, all that, there's probably 10 or 15. Now, you see yourself bear hunting again or all that, any of, any of those, you see yourself doing those in the future? I don't know. I don't, you know, there at the end, you know, Mossy Oak, we did some of that, but it, it got to where we weren't doing any of those trips anymore. Mm-hmm. And then with this, the company I work for now, we don't, uh, that's one thing I do miss is, you know, doing two or three hunts a year, taking yeah. customers and stuff. And we just don't do that because mm-hmm. a part of it is, you know, like I work, I handle Mississippi and Alabama. And so, you know, I'm dealing with customers there and, uh, we just don't, I guess necessarily have, a, I guess the accounts that we have that would be big accounts or would be like your distributors, like, uh, Lipsies or, Palmetto State, you know, those big guys, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't have any of those accounts. Yeah. You know, my accounts are, you know, your, my, my bigger accounts would be like a Vans or a Woods and Water or something like that, but, you know, they're big stores for the state, but overall they don't need near the volume of some like your distributors like Sports South where, you know, those guys, I think Palmetto State, I want to say they were, you know, business-wise doing, I heard at one time, a million dollars a day. Wow. Just off the website. Now I don't know if that's true or not, mm-hmm. but I mean, I don't have that account. Well, one of the guys in our company, JB, does, and uh, so you know he runs that. So that would it would be more beneficial to take an account like that than yeah. you know. Yeah, you, also, you may need to hit up, just kind of set up a lot different. You may need to hit up old JB and say, "Hey, let's arm wrestle for it." <laughs> well, JB's about six seven. Oh, okay. Well, on uh, second so he thought, might, he, he might be able to take me. Yeah, he's a big old guy. <laughs> on second thought, maybe come up with something else. You know? Yeah. Who 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 stabs yeah. the hog the first or something? <laughs> but um, yeah, I'd like to. I'm sure you know. Once the hard part right now is Colt. So kids are so busy with school and yeah. sports, getting away. You know, in the fall. They're getting to where they're in high school, you know. There's they got games Friday nights, and you know, that's the way you, like that's the way your life should be right there, spending your time. With yeah, them, when, you know. and so I mean that's only gonna last so long, and then it's done. Yeah, if it's done, there is no more. So I don't really want to miss any of that. The other stuff will be there. So yeah, yeah it will. Um, once once we get through that, then we'll see. I'm, you know, would love to, but now Moss Oak probably doesn't do as many hunts like that as they used to either, do they? Just the nature of the no, they slowed way down. Yeah, yeah, they they had they had slowed way down and uh, and aren't doing near as much. I I don't know what their focus it 
you know, as I think it before it was, they were getting in with a lot of these social media influencers and 90% of those folks, not real. Yeah. It's fake. No gripping grand pictures. So yeah, who knows? I mean, I, I kind of, it's kind of nice. I just don't pay attention to it because mm-hmm. half the folks that we used to deal with, I still talk to them, you know, or text like Cody or, and some yeah. of those guys. And then, um, the other ones, if it, you know, a lot of went out of business, you know, don't hear from them or went away. Don't have TV shows. That's kind of dead anyway. Boy, it is in it. TV shows is other than unless you're the juries, which they got some, got some great show. Other than that, there's not, Really, hardly any good shows on now. You're outdoor and sports, which like there was. Everything's streamed now or YouTube, isn't it? So mm-hmm. yeah, the whole whole structure of things, uh, infrastructure of things, it's changed. has changed. It yeah. has. And Primos, I don't know if they'll still have their TV show. I know a lot of those guys have quit, moved on. I mean, uh, Jimmy and Will aren't. I don't even think they're technically even there. And the, no, that's right. I, I know Jimmy's not because he's actually he put a big store in and in, in jackson's got an indoor shooting range the range yeah sure has i've been yeah. in there i go i probably stop in there once every three weeks see him and he's there every time i'm there is his he? business is booming he's got a really really nice store jordan and lake stopped or you know they had a, a pretty good podcast going of course they both moved on so they you know they stopped uh, stopped doing the podcast and i yeah i think from i don't know if the shows will continue or a little bit or not but i don't i don't think they'll they won't be like they were. If they do. Yeah, it'll be online. You know, if they do some some stuff, you know, that with those call companies, you gotta have that. You you gotta have Will's face there. Yeah. And once he's steps out of that, you know, it's it's gonna slowly go away, like Night and Hail did. Mm-hmm. I mean, without those two guys there pushing that product, it just it goes away. And there's guys in the back, you know, background waiting. You know, like Rolling Thunder game calls and yeah. And uh, some of those guys that, you know, young guys that have started call business and, you know, one of them will end up getting a, they'll either get a program in Bass Pro Shops or Walmart and, you know, it'll make their business go through the roof. And next thing you know, they'll, they'll be the new Primos or HS or, mm-hmm. or Night and Hail, you know, you know, or Zinc Calls. You know, a lot of those companies that were up and, you know, 15, 10, 15 years ago that were really big are all gone. Life is always a bobbin. You know, nothing's yep. going to stay the same very long. It's all about yep. the dollar, too. I guess a lot of these big companies that have bought some of these, you know, they just look at things differently than, you know, when Will Primos, I guess, would have had it for himself. You know, what made them, they see things from a dollar standpoint. If that's getting rid of shit, television shows or whatever, they're fine with that because they know what their profit margins are, I'm sure. Yep. But, it, but it's changing a great deal. Yeah, it's always changing. And, that the hard part with the call companies is that you got to have a face of that, you know, because it's you're, you know, like with Will, everybody, you know, is with his turkey calls, everybody could relate to him, listen to him, knew he was an expert turkey hunter. You know, you just can't set that call out there without somebody helping promote it and push mm-hmm. it in that call world, my opinion. Now, Cody Robbins, did he ever get his white tail, his outfit in place going? Do you know? I don't know. I know they had, I saw some bear stuff. They had killed some great big bears. I saw that on social media, but it's probably been a couple months since I talked to him. Because mm-hmm. um, they were supposed to, he was supposed to start one, wasn't he, like in the last mm-hmm. month? Yeah. yeah, but with COVID and probably wasn't no Canada, sure. yeah, it had been 
if you think, become a, uh, if you think about it, next time you talk to him, ask him because I I, I got to get to Canada at some point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll text him right now. Okay. <laughs> While we're talking about yeah, it, I say, hey, what's up with this outfit? And when 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 are you gonna start hunting some deer? Yeah, I maybe that'll be my my trip. Yeah, that'd be a good one. That's where you got the nickname. Didn't you get the nickname Shed from being up there with him? No, I got that on an elk hunt with Cuz. That's been that was one first fall trip I ever did. A young man. Mm, yeah. Tell you what, I get yeah. up down him out. You know, of course, I saw your anniversary picture. That was what was your anniversary? Was it twenty ninth or thirtieth of June? You're thinking too hard. Twenty six. Twenty fourth. Twenty six. Twenty six. I think it's 26th. Yeah, because mine's the 28th. My dad's birthday is the 26th. And I think it was the same, same as your anniversary. Because you don't seem real certain on it. But oh, <laughs> I'm, sure Gina it actually, I'm sure Gina won't be listening I, to the podcast. It's kind of bad on my part. My wife said, you know, our anniversary's in two days. Oh, and that yeah. was like on a Friday afternoon. I think our anniversary was on Sunday. And I went, oh, shoot. I ain't, I ain't got nothing. She goes, <laughs> She looked at me and was like, well, why don't we just not get each other anything? And we were go- we were looking at new vehicles anyway. She goes, we'll just go look at new cars. And we went over to Alabama for the day. And I said, perfect. <laughs> so I didn't get nothing. Yeah, it's kind of what I had planned, but I just didn't want to say anything, Gene. I thought we'd just kind of, you know. Yeah. Just, yeah. And just, I didn't. I mean, cards are nice, but yeah. you get them and you just set them there. And you then, do. you know, you throw them away and. And I have a hard time throwing them away when they're my family, my kids, for whatever reason. I can't throw the sucker. And then you got a thousand cards in the box, you know. <laughs> and they'll be the ones cleaning it out someday, wondering why the heck you kept all them cards, you know. Now, did you say I'll you got you a new truck? What now? Did you get you a new truck? Did I did. I got a. I uh, I went and got a because I with my job with my new job I, I traveled three days a week and uh, driving that big diesel truck. Thanks to mm. Joe and uh, the, the the buddies buddies in DC there. <laughs> yeah, to all the dem- thanks to all the dem the liberal Democrats because I know there is some good Democrats, but the liberal nutbag Democrats out there that want the liberal new world order. I think yeah. that's what the White House called it the other day. Was uh, I mean I, I couldn't drive my diesel truck anymore. <laughs> I filled it up. It cost me a hundred cost me one hundred sixty bucks, oh, one hundred seventy. Yeah. I said, it's crazy. And we get a certain amount uh, the company I work for for mileage and fuel a month. But, okay. I mean, it was double that. I, I can't. I couldn't drive it. So then it was paid for. So I just went and I'll keep that truck, use it on the farm, and went and got me a little Toyota Rice Rocket. And yeah. Did you go? Did you get a new one or did you get a used one? I got a brand new. Here's the other thing. So I went and looked at Toyota trucks. I went to one dealer. They had a Tacoma, four-wheel drive, four-door, two years old, had 50,000 miles on. They wanted 42,000 for it. I battled back and forth with the guy. He wouldn't go down on price. He had a couple. He wouldn't wouldn't go down. And then uh, my wife was going to trade her car in, and she was looking at getting another one. So we were going to trade one car in. We were going to buy two cars. So they wanted to deal on my wife's, but they wouldn't deal with me. So we walked out of there. Well, before I go, he goes, well, I got a brand new one coming in in a month, same price. I said, how? How's it the same price? <laughs> he said, that's just the resale value on them right now. He goes, new coming in, 
I, and I looked after talking with him, I looked at probably half a dozen dealerships. Used one sitting on a parking lot would be anywhere from 41 to 44,000. Oh, yeah. Brand new one, 42,000 to 43. I, I don't. I demand they ain't coming off in used ones at all, are they? No. Nope. They would not. So I ended up buying a brand new one. Bought it cheaper than a used one. Did you get a Tacoma? Is that what you got? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Four door, little four wheel drive Tacoma. You know, I've always had Chevys, but my first trucks I did have when I was younger, you know, probably 16 through my early 20s, was a Toyota SR5 four wheel drive. Man, those, were good, those were good trucks. You know, they really were. It could go anywhere. And of course, they were light, but four wheel drive. So, you, I mean, you couldn't get stuck in any, virtually anything. And the gas mileage was, even then, was, you know, 24, 25 back then. I don't know what they what they do now but uh yeah they were good trucks i went to the bigger full-size chevy just to have the more room and stuff but if i could find an old toyota sr5 in good shape i'd buy the sucker <laughs> yeah i don't have near the my my kids got in there like ain't much room in here dad and i'm like no thanks i'm just gonna use it for work but what, what color did you go with Which white is, that's a good color it's so hot i mean my my other truck's black and you just I mean, yeah. you get in it this time of year, it'd be 115 degrees. There's no doubt so. black's the prettiest vehicle, but I, my, my vehicle, well, my wife got in a, I had to use her, she had to borrow my truck today because I was getting one of her tires fixed, and she can't stand to get in it, you know, because she's like, what is, what is rotting in here? Is there, you know, she swears, like, I got like a deer leg underneath it. I said, there ain't nothing, I don't smell anything in there, you know. So I keep my nasty, I guess, anyway, but, so I'm not one to wash it, but if you keep up with it, black's is, prettiest color there is I think oh yeah but it shows every scratch everything it does and uh, so I went with white on that but I'm a well, I get rid of this truck or we get somebody in the White House that drops these fuel price I'm gonna get me another diesel truck you know I don't but, keep up with it but when the heck is things gonna drop I guess the next election if there's change or do you know I don't think is that I don't know. Do with I, it, you know I, I, I know that you know, of course, there's going to be a bunch of Democrats lose their job in November. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty evident. Then I think you're going to have a stalemate because, you know, you, the House and the Senate, you know, the president won't be able to pass anything for two years because yeah. then we'll get somebody in there. But I think you're going to see two more years before fuel prices and all this. It's going to get bad. I think or I, it's going to probably get worse because once they know they're going to get beat, they're going to do everything they can. They, they hate us. Yeah. Which to me, I'm like, I don't hate nobody. <laughs> I really dislike a lot of people. <laughs> I don't be that. And it's getting more, but I don't. But they they hate. I mean, those people, I never seen anything like it. No, I just keep that. And again, I don't pretend to know anything about it. And I know a president in of himself can't make many decisions by himself. You know, it's the folk, you know, your party that's with you, but. It's not just coincidence that things change like the day, the day we switched over, I don't think, you know. And all of a sudden we couldn't find oil, you know, or, or get it or whatever, you know, uh, whatever the, the case is. But uh, it's not been good. And I, no. I, I constantly think about the old we the people of the Constitution. It seems like we the people do not get thought of. I know being in the school business, every decision that we made, right or wrong, was always what's best for Because we get into, you know, everybody's personal agendas and, what I believe versus what you believe. But then at the end of the day, we'd all come, okay, come on. What's best for the kids? That's who we serve as the kids. So then the, yeah. then the answer was obvious. And that means I had to put my agenda on the shelf. You had to put yours. 
because, okay, we get it. Yeah, it's not about us, is it? Shit, no, it's not. It's about the kids. So then you find your answer. So we the people, to me, that's never even mentioned amongst yeah. them. You know, it's about what their political gains are, their party versus what can we do to help the, help, help the working people, the people of the country. And, and the people that, you know, I've been fortunate to, to, to make a decent living, you know, where I can buy gas, even though it's like four times higher than it should be or whatever. But, you know, the people that can't, how, how are they doing it? How are they going anywhere? You know, how's it just not going to destroy? We had a recession, what, in 09? How is that not coming? I mean, how is it not just going to ruin some families? I, I don't know. Oh, I, mean, I think it is now. Of, it has I to mean, be. Uh, it's the cost of everything. I mean, is, yeah, everything's up. And, of course, it's eating, I'm sure it's eating into people's savings. And I think you'll, I don't know. I, I know a lot of the, the stores I deal with are, they're, they're not having as, as good of years they've, they've had in the past, but as long as they keep beating this drum about they're going to take guns and this and that, yeah. their business is still, still pretty gonna good. Yeah, still going to thrive. Yeah. yeah. I bet they, I'd like to see a graph or chart on gun sales in the last several years. This guy just keeps skyrocketing, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of leveled off. But what the thing that's happened now is everything, you know, the last two years with COVID, a lot of these products couldn't, people couldn't get them in or they got on back order. Well, now a lot of it's caught up and, you know, some stuff that guys have had ordered for two years is just now showing up. So now a lot of places have just a giant amount of inventory that they're trying to get rid of. And I think when you'll see that effect is next year when they've had all this product come in and some of the stuff was, you know, a lot of it's guns or ammo or certain products that are hard to get. Well, so you, you can't cancel the order because you, you, when you get it, you know, you can sell it, but so they've left it on hold or ordered extra. And then all of a sudden these companies got caught up and just dumped all of it. So now there's a lot of guys sitting on a lot of product. I'm sure it's that way in every industry, Yeah. but I think you'll, see the effects of that probably next year when guys go to order for the year and, you know, they go to, you know, these buying group shows and, you know, they're, they're it just won't be next year. will be a down year for a lot of mm -hmm. people, I think. And I don't know how they put regulations on things, but, you know, just as costs have gone up on things, lumber, for example, or steel, you know, those kind of things, it's almost bled over into everything, you know, like it's just, mm -hmm. and you don't know what's realistic and increase because the old supply demand and whatever is needed to make whatever that is. But there, there's got to be some things that aren't that way, but yet they've inflated the prices anyway, just because lumber, steel, fuel, all these <laughs> other things. Hey, let's jump on the bandwagon and get it while we can get it. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but you'd have to think that some of that is. I'm sure it is. I mean, that's, that's just the way, that's just the way the world yeah, works. Yeah, it is. We were going to build a, we were going to put in a pool here at the house because I live 30 minutes from, I mean, we're, we're like 40 minutes from the, the closest world. swimming hole, unless you like a pond, <laughs> which pond ain't bad. No. But uh, and we ended up with all, when all this stuff starts skyrocketing, we just told the bank, we ain't going to do it. What's Canceled the loan. and What's a pool call, costing? Five years ago, it was probably 30 grand. Yeah. Now it's probably 70. You know, we uh, I checked here years ago, several years ago, and I, I just called a couple of pool places and I said, what's the cheapest in-ground pool you got? 
because I don't need much. It's something to submerge in, you know. And it was 40,000 was their cheapest with everything. And I was talking to a guy the day and he said 70. You know, right? He said, you, yeah. you can't get in our most basic right now. It's going to cost you at least 70,000. Well, yeah, that's, I, I just like, and I have a, a buddy of mine that's a, a contractor and uh, he was going to help put it in. He called me and it's like, hey, you, you ready to do that? And before all this started, it was, yeah, we'll get to it. It'll be a few months. And then all of this, and I'm, he was like, you, you ready to get this started? And I said, I'm not going to do it. He goes, well, honestly, I don't blame you. I wouldn't build nothing right now. Yeah. But he goes, we just slowed up. Uh, he goes, everybody else is canceling like you are. I said, I'm not going to do nothing. He goes, I wouldn't either. You know, I buy, buy glyphosate, you know, every summer, obviously, for spraying. And I get a two-and-a-half-gallon jug. I think it's been $40 every year for the last – and the high end may be at a place that's $49.99 or something, 50 bucks. But I've never – typically, I pay it 40 And it's uh, – I bought a two and a half gallon, same same jug, same brand, 120 bucks every day. So it's gone up threefold. I did find it for a hundred another place here uh, earlier this week, but that's I, I don't know why the demand in glyphosate, what's in it, or, or anything else, or why that price is going up. But just it's Russia. He's yeah. Putin's hoarding the, the what was it yesterday? He's hoarding the corn and all the fuel. Yeah. I want. I, I, so Biden was in. Cleveland yesterday. My dad called me and he goes, that guy, that nutbag was up here. He goes, I sat there and watched him. My dad, he's 75 or 76. He goes, I watched him. He goes, he was on there for 45 minutes, 20 minutes, was talking about his childhood, which nobody cared about. He goes, and the other stuff, he goes, was just, he goes, I ain't the smartest guy, but he just kept lying about stuff. And he's like, and I said, well, part of it is people just don't know. It's like he's talking about, you know, Putin hoarding all the corn and and all this. I'm like, do you know how much corn we export? We got plenty of corn. Mm-hmm. But most people don't know that we ship corn all over the world and feed all these other countries. Yeah. Imagine. What if we just quit doing that? Bring it back home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we always, you know, but then they wouldn't, you know, the government wouldn't have nothing to, you know, then that wouldn't work. Yeah, they're, you know, just, they're reality of the truth and ours is we oh. people. Is 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 uh, often is very different. We're very far from yeah, it is what it is. But well, yeah. Chad, who, who's some who's some folks that uh, maybe we can start? Especially my calendar is pretty much going to be wide open from here on. <laughs> you know, so. and I'm, especially in the mornings. I'm. Who's who, who, who some, some folks we need to? And if we you don't have names, just you know, like well, like we should probably we need to have. I've talked with Jason Hart, which yeah, Turkey side. We need to have him. Um, he'd be a good one. You know, I got a uh, another guy that be would be interesting is uh his name's Perry Cremens. He used to be I don't know if he's still on, but he's on uh, Mossy Oaks Pro Staff. But he's an outfitter in California, and it'd be interesting to listen to him talk about some of the regulations and rules and stuff that he's got to deal with out there. But he's got a uh, he does bear hunts, blacktail hunts. Um, he most, does some elk hunts out there. And most people don't look at California that way, you know, but yeah, Northern, no. Northern California, about a good outdoor world as there is, you know, I'd be interested yep. to, to listen to him. Yeah. Who, who else you thinking? And I wouldn't mind against just some regular guys, you know, too, that they don't have yeah. to be uh, anybody, but just if they're having success or, you know, that good local and guys get, know how to hunt. we get some, you know, it's good good time of year for for fishing stuff, you know, uh, 
we get Brandon Lester. He just won a tournament a couple weeks ago, won his first BASS tournament. He'd be a good one. I probably could get Ott. He'd be a good one. Um, I could probably get Swindle. I talk to him every day. Do you? Yeah, he sends me some some goofball text, or I send him some text back. <laughs> just stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. Now he's probably on but, the, those uh, guys are on the water every day. I'm sure, aren't they? Even when they're not competing. Well, um, he they? is. Or he he's got a camp up in Alabama. He goes up and spends a lot of time up there. He doesn't have any kids. He's got a stepdaughter. I think that's all he's got. So he's got she's got some grandkids. He spends a lot of time with them. And then he's got a his uh, brother. I think his his brother passed away, and his brother's son is trying to be a professional angler. So he's trying to teach him a good bit. And uh, but he's. But he does fish. I mean, them guys fish a good bit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he can go. That's a, like with, with some of those guys that are really good. Like, he goes make a personal appearance. They pay him ten grand. Or, if, you know, he goes fishes. Like, he told me, he said, I could quit now and go just be a guide on Gunnersville with my name. And he goes, I can make three, four grand a day. Some people, you know, take people fishing. Then you got to deal with the public. So how much of that do you want to do? And uh, <laughs> it's a trade-off. I mean, and not that, and not that everybody, you know, is bad, but you, you know, just takes one. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, just, just there, there's gonna be there's gonna be one Karen in the group. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is. You got any? Uh, you do any planting on on your pl- where you hunt down there? Do you do any food plots, or is it just got a wasted? Yeah, we we got about half a dozen food plots. The way my place lays right now, there's probably sitting. There's probably close to a thousand acres of beans planted completely around my my honey leaves, and so I mean it's just so they're all in that then. They're all in that right now, and then once kind of how it works, those beans will start dying September, then they'll move back into timber, and acorns will start dropping. I mean you can put cameras out now, and I'll, every now and then I'll put some out on those beans, but you ain't gonna get anything in the woods yeah. until all those being there. I mean, that's just where the deer at. You mm-hmm. go out there in the evening, there's some place there'll be 50, 60 deer out there. Oh yeah. Problem is, or getting one that's going to be 170 or 160 is a rarity. So, mm-hmm. and I know what's been there in the past. They just ain't there. So I don't get that fired up anymore. Yeah. I used to going, ah, I might find one. They're just not there. Mm-hmm. Just don't have the genetics. Do y'all plan? You can kill maybe a 140. Do y'all plan in uh, mid-September, or mid-September, is that kind of when you, if you're putting in some food plots down there that you would do it? What, what I usually do is I'll get everything mowed and then um, spray my food plots, round up them, and disc them up a couple times. Then I just kind of wait because sometimes you go the whole month of October, even in September with no rain. Mm-hmm. You throw seed out, you just... You're just wasting it, ain't you? It, yeah, birds and turkeys are going to eat it. So mm-hmm. I just wait till we get a rain. I mean, it, it right now we're dry. We're right. getting some rain in the evenings, but it's going to get August and September typically just bone dry months. So it's going to get crappy. That's what I was thinking. Monday, I'm wasting seed. Birds going to eat it. It's going to be going to get two inches of rain. In yeah, with, I mean, you look at it. If I go in there and do all this work I've done in the past. It's gonna cost me oh, yeah. probably three times. 
what it did. So I just wait, do it all at one time. And yeah. I mean, like usually I spend last couple of years fertilizers crept up. So I've spent just on my pastures for my cattle, you know, four or 5,000, which isn't a lot. I know people, but if I was to do it this year, it'd cost me 15,000. Mm-hmm. So I just put nothing out. And I mean, I'm paying for it. I mean, my, my pastures look terrible. I don't have hardly any grass, my hay field. I've cut some hay. I mean, I'm probably not going to have enough hay. I'll just have to buy some, which can cost an arm and a leg. But I just, I wasn't going to pay, spend extra $10,000 to spray everything. So I didn't do nothing. How many head of cows you got? A lot. (laughs) (laughs) I got my grass. Too many, a couple hundred. You had to spend a lot of time with them in the spring, I guess, when they're they're calving? Oh, yeah, when they calve. My dad usually comes down. Yeah, they all calve January, February, and then I'm pretty much done. Because your dad's a vet, so he know he knows what he's doing, don't he? Yeah, but he just did small animals. So, but I mean, he's knows enough. So you have to teach him. You know, is what, you, what you're saying, huh? You got to teach him on some of the the cattle stuff because he just never messed with them. Yeah, he was allergic to horses, and so when uh, I mean they raised horses growing up and had some race horses, but when uh, he got into college, he got allergic to them and. So he just never messed with large animals, just did small. Yeah. A little safer. You still yeah. get bit. <laughs> well, shit, I'll let you get to your day. I just wanted to, it's been a while, and you know, we've been scheduling some, and I've had to break them and stuff coming up. So let's, let's make something happen this morning, kind of get back rolling. Good good to see yeah. you. And, uh, we've had some, you know, you retired, and I switched jobs. Yeah. Everything's upside down retiring ought to be a good thing you know it's it's feeling pretty good the first couple of days now i was like oh, oh this is an awkward feeling and, and first couple of days was actually july 1st which is a friday which typically our office we wouldn't be there anyway or uh, i mean i might go in but nobody's there so it's like in the weekend so you know i'm thinking well i wouldn't even be there anyway so i but it just felt awkward but after about two days I'm like no i'm kind of getting my bearing i think it's gonna be all right i think it's all right yeah. <laughs> well all right shit be careful out there on the road Yep. Hey, we'll see you. Yep. Thank you for spending time today with Shed and I as we uh, sit around and shoot the bull a bit. Please assist us by liking and rating today's episode by subscribing to the Fosha Creek Podcast. We are not a sponsored podcast, so the only way we can reach a broader audience is by word of mouth and the number of subscriptions, likes, and positive ratings that we receive. Please share our content on your social media platforms and with all your hunting and outdoor friends. Thank you again for listening. As always, we learned everything we knew down on Foshi Creek.